Lads on Tour is a silly, disorderly, chaos podcast about the end of the world. We apologise in advance if any offence is caused by the content that follows, except the stuff that offends Dave. Fuck you, Dave. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Why don't we just, real quick, like before we head out, out, why don't we just play a bit of Never Have I Ever? Oh yeah, I love that perfectly regular normal human game that we played all the time. But you want to go first, babe? Oh, no, ladies first. Never have I ever had sex in a Waitrose because I didn't realise that you couldn't do that, but the staff were kind of weirdly fine about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, you got me there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who hasn't, right? Never have I ever been to the gym and actually worked out because turns out I'm just like this. I've never been to the gym. I can't work out how to get past the barriers. you got to sort of, like, jump. Oh, Oh, see, I'm so used to having wings, I hadn't considered that I could jump. Uh, never have I ever fallen asleep on the Northern Line and accidentally become the leader of a mouse religion. Mouse religion? There's a religion of mice. Ah. Well, how does that work with you being an angel? Is that not blasphemous? Don't tell Jesus. And also don't tell the other mice, because it was... Oh, man, it was bloody. The mouse crusades were just... Oh, man, I don't want to think about it. Never have I ever eaten a joint because I thought I saw a policeman coming and I panicked but then it turned out it wasn't a policeman so I spent five minutes coughing up weed when I didn't need to. I could have just put it in my pocket. Okay, I haven't done that but I did do that once with some chips because I thought they might be illegal. Right, um, never have I ever had a threesome with a couple and then I realised like towards the end that both of them didn't realise that the other one was there and they both thought that they were having an affair and I guess they just sort of thought that I had the power of two genitals, I don't know. Um, and then they eventually realised that the other one was there and they got really mad and then they had a fight, like they had a massive fight but then I couldn't leave because I was in the middle of them and I couldn't work out how to get out. Oh my god, that's happened to you too! Oh my god! <laughs> it's so common, right? <laughs> Never have I ever uh, banged somebody who I was totally, actually forbidden from sleeping with, even though it would be really hot, with knowing about it. And I'm just saying, we've got like 20 minutes, the others are still getting ready, so like, we, we could. Welcome to Lads on Tour. This is a D&D podcast about a stag do at the end of the world. My name's Susie Ray. I'm your dungeon master. And in honour of the lads going on a night out in the last episode, half of us are hungover. <laughs> the other half are sick. Um, so we're going to be coming in with the right energy because we are nothing if not committed to the realism of this podcast about <laughs> the biblical apocalypse. It's we're fucking dying. authentic. We all feel great. We all feel fantastic. So lads... This week, can you please tell me, what was your first ever job? Uh, and as a follow-up question, and this is mostly just for my notes, what is your job now? Because I don't necessarily know what any of your characters do apart from Guy. It's only been 29 episodes. Um, actually, let's start with Joe. Let's start with Joe because I know what your job is. Hi, my name is JJA Harwood, aka Joe, and I play Guy Chapman, bard, perfectly normal, regular human man, and podcast bad boy. And uh, Guy's first job is the job which he had for uh, most of time, which <laughs> is he works in Hell's accounting department, uh, tallying up the sins of mankind, um, but specifically those sins which are relating to financial crime, which is the worst kind of crime, as has been made clear. Um, 
And he tried to pursue other opportunities, but like one way or another, it didn't work out. Um, and his current job, technically, I guess he hasn't really resigned from that first job. So maybe that's still his current job. <laughs> but he is now just a regular accountant at the same place Danny works. And it's very similar. So he's doing fine. <laughs> Good for him. That's also how I have so many jobs is I just keep forgetting to quit jobs. So I technically still work there. I actually have 14 jobs. Get on that grind set. Get that bread. Become a baker. Always be hustling. Okay, well, I think we should all now just go and throw ourselves into the fucking Thames. But if we can't do that, um, I don't know, Ruri, say something. Oh, thanks. Um, Hi, I'm Ruri McDuff. I play play Greg Roomba, Naughty Little Boy and Rogue and Warlock. And... Um, Greg's first job, um, I think was, so, you know, you know, when you're at school and somebody would sell, um, cigarettes for, uh, no, no, Greg sold something he refers to as weed. (laughs) No, you, you, you remember at school people would sometimes sell cigarettes for, I guess I'm kind of dating myself on this, but it was about 10p, 10p a pop. Yep, Um, yep, yep. Uh, Greg did that for a while. If you were the kid who... The kid who sold cigarettes, chime off on Twitter. Actually, no, don't, because um, I'm not a Nox. cop. But yeah. send we us have a wink emoji. All of Ray's 14 jobs, and none of them is cop. None so of them is cop. Okay. Mm. Nor That's selling cool. single yeah. cigarettes. Mm. No, that is okay. actually one of my jobs. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. So so yeah, Greg. Um, Greg was one of those kids who sold individual cigarettes for for 10p a pop. Um, except he did the maths wrong, and so he was losing quite a lot of money on every cigarette that he sold. <laughs> um, and um, so he did that for quite a long time and couldn't understand why he wasn't making money. He basically um, ran a cigarette charity. He did, basically. <laughs> he, 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 he was paying children to smoke, is what he was doing. It's so weird that he ended up doing a multi-level marketing Right? Job. Weird. <laughs> well, that's, no that, of course, is his current job. is um, He's a senior sales executive for um, Herbs and More. Um, but he... Um, you know he has he has a number of other sort of like side hustles going on. Like he's worked in in many of Carlini's premium hostelries and 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 um, restaurants, um, often for more than one trial shift. And um, his his mum has has very he he he's he, he's a great networker. Um, his mum very often really likes to take his CV around the place and and, and oh. drop it off at all the different businesses and such. And they and again they he very often turns up for the trial shifts that he's offered. So yeah, he's a, he's a hustler. Um, I'd like to think of him as a little bit of an entrepreneur. He does have that grind set. He does have that grind set. Faye, hello. How's it going? Hello. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Just to clarify, I am one of the sick, not hangover. I'm both. Faye doesn't get hangovers. Faye doesn't get hangovers. Faye. But she does get COVID. <laughs> and she's very good at it Uh, yeah so I uh, my name is Faye Evans I play Lucas Rossi a very good boy and a paladin Uh, so Lucas's first proper job um, because he he was definitely a paper boy and he will have like helped out for pocket money around the place you know washing people's cars doing their like helping them with shopping and stuff like that but his first proper job um, was as a barista he worked at a coffee shop for a long time hot. until he went to university hot and job. he a hot loved it very he was hot a hot barista um, yeah and he loved it actually he got to see people every day you know he had some really nice colleagues and he loves coffee so it was good uh, Lucas's current job is he is a data scientist um, he's clever 
he went to university and did like business and computing and things like that and um, he wanted a job that he could work from home kind of be mostly left alone can I ask can I ask a clarifying question yeah does Faye know what a data scientist is yes Sam doesn't Faye does know because she looked it up (laughs) but it is nice a secret and she will not be divulging that information I can divulge the information if you like. They're data experts. They analyse data to solve complex problems. <laughs> That's nothing! What they do, Sam, is they put the data in little test tubes and then they put it over a Bunsen burner. And then and they like hold the test up. tube up yeah. and look at it. Mm. Thank you, because that is what I imagine scientists do. That is what and scientists do. If it's, much it, if yeah. it's green, yeah. then you're doing a good job because green is good. Um, but what's great about the, that job <laughs> is that it allows him to work from home. You know, he can work anytime, really, to fulfil his hours, etc. So he can do all of his volunteering and he can go to church when he wants and he can be there at home with the cats, etc. Uh, yeah, so he likes it. It's fine. It's not his dream job. What is his dream job? Um, his dream job, he wanted to be a vet. Uh, of course. Okay, Sam. Hello. My name is Sam Ferguson, and I play Artem Volkov, the Reddit-lurking, apocalypse-prepping, totally average boy who might also be a prophet. And speaking of prophet... <laughs> Wait a second. Ooh, what that a was segue. A segue. Very good. <laughs> oh, damn. I can segue if I want to. He's a writer. He's so good with words. <laughs> I am an artist. I paint pictures. You paint with... Warhammer. My voice. And I paint Warhammer with paint. (laughs) Uh, What is the energy today? Okay, okay, come on. Stay on target. Right, first job. First job was uh, also at school. And he started taking money from his classmates to uh, put all of the fancy little animations in their PowerPoints when they were at primary school. That's great. Mm. So it started off just being paid in like fizzy drinks and cookies and stuff. And then eventually he he was like, okay, I don't actually want any of this. I just want cold, hard cash. (laughs) Uh, And so it was sort of like 50, you know, depending on the length of the presentation, he would sort of like put in all those cool like swooshy side effects and then sort of started getting elaborate with the flames and the spins and the shutters and the whole thing. It was great. Uh, He had a whale of a time. Uh, he, he doesn't currently have a full-time job because he's just a recent graduate and he's still figuring out what he wants to do with his life. But I would say the closest thing he has to a job is what he's been doing in the crypto markets. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, Awful. that is what he is like. So he made a lot of money on Bitcoin, like a, a lot of money on Bitcoin, uh, but isn't really in it for the money. So he's just sort of figuring out what to do with that. He's converted a lot of that into NFTs because the timeline of this... <sighs> show, I believe, mm. is pre the NFT crash? I think so. I don't fucking know. Yes. So it turns out NFTs held their value for the entire time anything else did. So you were right it's true. to buy Our NFTs is currently pretty the, convinced the Latin like, Taurus you know. universe. <laughs> yeah, if we rebuild society, those NFTs are going to come good. Basically. Oh god. Uh, we're rebuilding society around, around pictures feel, of monkeys. I feel like fans really like Artem. And just kind of gloss over the fact that Artem's a fucking crypto bro. Yeah, Faith just changed her mind about Artem. (laughs) I need to drive people away. I've clearly been too kind, too gentle. Um, And yeah, that's it. 
Um, a quick um, side side story, which is a, a Sam story that I think relates to this Artem story, which, which was that Sam got in a bunch of trouble at school for forging Pokemon cards. <laughs> Samuel. Listen, I didn't know that forgery was a crime. Because <laughs> I was seven. How did you forge? You're a fucking what genius. You... That's great. My friend had a shiny Charizard card and I was like, I want one but I don't buy Pokemon cards. So I was like, can I borrow it? And then I went to the art department and I photocopied it onto glossy paper. And oh. then I cut them out and like print, uh, stuck them onto bits of card and then printed, did the other side as well. And basically it looked very similar. Not exactly the same because I couldn't get the shiny, but it was close enough. And then I printed a bunch of them because I was like, I want lots. And then I started <laughs> giving them away. And then someone started paying me for them. And then a teacher found out. Oh. And the teacher was like, that is a crime and I was like I'm seven what's a crime <laughs> so um, I know earlier in this intro I said that one of my 14 jobs wasn't a cop but uh, thank you for that confession on tape Sam you are under arrest <laughs> so last session you went to Guy's flat in Soho you <laughs> met the Pelagian called the princess who turned out to be guy's fuck buddy amy who also turned out to be an angel but that's kind of by the by um and you had a pretty good time fucking lost my shit for like 10 minutes (laughs) i was very happy with myself i'm extremely pleased with myself all the time yeah you had a pretty good time you had a a night out um you drank a bunch you played a little drinking game you did some karaoke you went clubbing you, I don't know if you said you got a kebab, but I assume you got a kebab. We're not going to wonder about where you got we the kebab from. We said we were going to get better chips, didn't there we? There were definitely... Oh, yeah, you got chips. Um, I think there's definitely kebab shops where the kebab was still spinning on the spit and honestly hadn't changed in any way since the beginning of the apocalypse because, you yeah. know, Don or me. And yeah, it was nice. It was a nice time. You had a good time. For once, I feel like I always end these with like, and that was fine and nothing bad happened. But I feel like in this case, it was kind of fine and nothing <laughs> bad happened. And also, uh, Greg might have made a deal with a demon in the oubliette. But aside <laughs> from that... Nothing bad happened. Nothing bad happened. Um, so now let's let's do a little smash cut to the next morning, uh, where you all wake up in a massive pile in Guy's giant bed. <laughs> one oh, big bed. I love One this. big bed, four lads. Four lads, one Amy, one dog, one cat. <laughs> I think that's everything. Terminator's no gone. Yes. No cups. I, I think Greg has, has migrated as close as he can to Guy. <laughs> um, Lucas is uh, like up and not hungover, much like Faye. <laughs> Motherfucker. Uh, his mother. So, um, yeah, I'm going to see if there's anything for me to break breakfast with. I'm ass- apart from, I'm obviously not going anywhere near the sandwich in the fridge, but like, is there anything mm, I no. can make everyone breakfast with the, temp- the temptation to eat guy sandwich is overwhelming you, by the way you yeah it is sandwich. i've said that I've would been be clear on this disrespectful he's been very clear i also do feel like artem wouldn't just eat something he'd found in a fridge it's devil sandwich okay no this is sam coming through you're right it's yeah. foraging um i will just quickly say that because you are you've all been drinking last night regardless if you have the character feels like they have a hangover or not i'm going to say mechanically you need to succeed on a constitution saving throw or you're rolling at disadvantage because you're hungover Ooh, Mm. interesting it's a dc 15 so not like mega mega high but you gotta do we still count as having had a long rest Mm. yeah you've had a long rest but great okay 
Good. You just Thank feel you. a bit rough because you drank a lot of stuff that Amy found under the sink. Do we still have that that thing that I gave everybody? That um... oh, if we're near you, yeah, we ha- we yeah. have um, your aura of ping me. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you get that advantage from Lucas. Ideal. Why is it so bright? It's not bright. It's just most more. It's more. Oh, do you want a blindfold? <laughs> yes, yes. I will take blindfold. Bird box me. Yeah, all right. <laughs> and a uh, guy just kind of like rolls out of bed like rummages through one of his like bedroom cupboards which nobody else should really be looking through and pulls out a blindfold <laughs> for Artem and just goes oh there you go it's clean <laughs> okay thank you dude is this something you've done often oh yeah of course <laughs> why <laughs> oh it's fun I want to die <laughs> <laughs> well don't do that because that I think would just really spoil the night so would anybody like a coffee? Yeah. Oh, oh, yes. Yes. Uh, Lucas comes in with coffee for everybody. Uh, hopefully he's remembered their coffee preferences. I'll drink anything. Just handfuls of instant coffee grounds. Okay, so we got the key. We we, we we did the thing, right? Amy, we're good to go. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did I um gave, I gave you a token? Yeah, I gave you um some... Yeah, right, um, sorry, my head's... Um, uh, Wait, angels can get hangovers. Oh yeah, well, not normally, but I had quite a lot. I was already quite drunk when you got here, so um, ah, <laughs> oh. oh, that's fair. Mm, that's not feeling fair. great. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'd go uh, to the archivist, go to the British Museum, take the token. Um, you can have that, honestly. That's just yours. But just you know, send her my love. Um, say hi. Say I sent her. Um, so if I remember right, last session Amy gave you a bottle of tequila. Yes. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if I said what kind of tequila it was. I think initially I said it was quite high end. I've changed my mind. I think it's funnier if it's one of those like shitey bottles of tequila that has the oh, little plastic sombrero on the lid. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> Which I remember so vividly everyone going like, no, but it's great because the hat is the size of a shot. It and is I was not. Like, Just get a fucking shot glass. <laughs> Isn't it a hat is the size of a shot if you're a fucking baby. Right. <laughs> uh, the bottle of tequila for you guys for um, the sake of Dungeons and Dragons. If you drink it, it has a different effect for everyone who drinks it and this will work Ooh. once for each of you. So, so Amy um, pulls it, yeah, pulls out, gives it to you, uh, explains to you what is going on. So like, first of all, for Guy, she's like, I just want to say sorry for not telling you I'm an angel, but honestly... Um, nah, so I probably should have told you I was a demon, so it's sort of... Well, like, I didn't really I tell anyone really I was think. an angel and you didn't really tell... I feel like that's, um, you know, or under the bridge, or chill. I mean, but I feel like if we had this chat earlier we could have had a lot of fun because like you know it's it's all forbidden and stuff oh my god i actually so hadn't thought of that that's really hot do right. we have, do you want to we can do that now not while we're in the room i don't mind we can go <laughs> to another you know what call me call me later call me later you've got my yeah, number yeah. get in touch uh you know where i live it's your house um <laughs> <laughs> But um, just for, um, I don't want you to get fucked up by my um, siblings. So um, drink this when you need to. Um, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to give you a bit of, bit of help with that. So um, Guy, the first time you drink this tequila, for 10 mm-hmm. minutes you will have resistance to celestial damage. So any damage Ooh. that comes from an, ali- uh, an angel. And that includes like 
angelic weapon attacks that includes magic any magic that comes from a celestial being you have resistance against that damage for 10 minutes artem she's like um you're the prophet right apparently yes yeah right um how's controlling that going oh you know not okay yeah sounds about right they're not great at um doesn't come with a manual. I feel like they really did the profit thing and then just kind of forgot about the project as uh, kind of what happens. Um, so they didn't really, um, you know, give tell you what to do. I can't do not much about that because I'm not uh, very senior, but this might be able to help you out with that a little bit. So this is basically, the first time you drink this, it's basically um, a potion of clairvoyance. So when you drink it, you can choose one location that's familiar to you and for 10 minutes after drinking it you can either see or hear but not both everything that's happening in that location for greg she goes i'm gonna be honest never quite got you pegged um (laughs) but i don't know have some have some tequila i guess yeah um greg Greg goes to drink it (laughs) okay not yet uh so we maybe should do a hair hair of the dog I uh, have some. There's some stuff in the kitchen. Um, there's something, some Jaeger. Just drink that instead. Hang on to this. You might yeah, need it for um, later. Uh, yeah. So Greg, for ten minutes after drinking the tequila, you turn into a pool of water. Um, so you can you can move, you can move across surfaces. You have a swimming speed of thirty feet. You can rise up to twice your regular height as a pool of water, and can pass through any opening. Um, and also, while you're a pool of water, you Faye. have resistance. Faye. Why do you keep saying my name in a sassy way? I didn't say shit. Um, whoever's editing, can we put in some foley of the face that Faye made? <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, you can pass through any opening. Um, and while you're a pool of water, you have resistance to non magical damage and have advantage on strength, dex, and constitution saving throws, but you cannot talk and you cannot attack because you are a pool of water. Wonderful. <laughs> so, that's what you got. Ten minutes. And finally, she turns to Lucas, and she looks a little bit awkward, and she looks like she's kind of, um, she's been kind of putting this off a little bit. That she just sort of kind of points at the tequila, and she's like, um, sorry, babe. Um, this is as good as I've got. Uh, Lucas, for one minute after drinking the tequila, just one minute, you will be immortal. Wait, what? Standard. One minute. God damn. So you can still take damage. You can still be hurt, but you cannot die. So you just sit at one hit point. Yeah. Uh, what? Why? I mean, I'm very, I'm very grateful, um, Amy. That's really thank you. Uh, is right. there a reason why mine is one minute and theirs is ten minutes? I'm just wondering. It's more powerful. Doesn't can't um, sustain it as long. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Fair enough. And guys is an hour, so it, it varies. Oh, I think uh, you said mine was ten minutes. I lied. Oh, great! It's an hour. <laughs> Sorry, it's an hour. I was reading the wrong thing. Oh, okay, cool. Um, well, thank you. That's that's helpful. Right, there's your token of Pelagian whatever. I don't really understand uh, the whole process. I'm going to be honest, but there's your token. There's your um, go to the British Museum with my blessing or whatever I'm supposed to do. Angel <laughs> shit. It's nice to meet you. Had fun. Had a great time. Yeah, it's good. It was a really good night. I've got to say. Yeah, it was, had a banging time. Um, guy, I'll see you. See you around, probably. Yeah, I bet. Because yeah, again, I I live in your house. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, Amy, are you gonna let us know if you manage to um, 
find someone to forge a way for us to get into into heaven oh yeah yeah of course um i'll ask around i'll talk to the broker i'll um see what i can do but i will do my best and i will try my best to contact you um once that happens oh and we still need a lawyer oh yes i will also do that thank you do you know anybody who might be able to sort out uh phones as well because uh ours are all fucked um that's a bit trickier um our phone we've got like one pelagian that does phones and they live in york but i'll i'll look into it god damn it bt that oh you've met yeah they're pretty cool i can we go i require carbohydrates immediately oh yeah and that's a really good idea should we should we go and get breakfast um and we have to go to the natural history museum but we we do still have to find um something to wear to the masquerade ball is there a mcdonald's close (laughs) I mean, you're in Soho, there's a McDonald's. (laughs) Um, One thing I would say before we set off, can we sort out our ritual roles? Because, you know, long rest and all that. Oh, yeah. Fuck me up. Okay, so I think for uh, Guy's ritual, what I would like him to do is um, have a bit of a pitch, which is one time on a night out, somebody gave Guy a disposable camera and he had the photos (laughs) developed before the apocalypse, but he's only just looking through them now and I would like that to be his ritual. Um, I'm very happy for that to be his ritual, but I do want to know what the photos were of. Yes. Excellent. Okay, so like it starts off fairly uh, standard. Um, they're in, it's Guy and Danny, and they're in Guy's flat, and they're having pre-drinks and stuff. And uh, they head out. There's like a picture of Guy making out with somebody in the queue to get into a nightclub, and Danny's <laughs> in the foreground, clearly going like, way. <laughs> Um, there's a lot of like very blurry club shots in there. There's like one where Guy has clearly been holding the camera the wrong way round and has taken a very close up <laughs> picture of his own eye. <laughs> there's like one um, of him and Danny where they've both got like traffic cones on their heads and they're Love having it. some kind of wizard battle. <laughs> like it's um, but then uh, there's one of Guy and Danny together. And they're both like got their arms around each other. They're smiling for the camera, that sort of thing. And uh, Danny looks great in this picture. He's just like staring at whoever's taking it and smiling and stuff. But uh, Guy is looking at Danny in the picture, <sighs> and his face oh, is all soft. And he just sort of sees this one photo, and he sort of like looks at it for a little while, and folds it in half so you can just see Danny, and just puts it in his pocket. Oh. Guy, my ritual role. Beautiful bitch. Um, anyone else? Uh, yeah. Can Lucas's have been to make everyone in the coffee? Yeah. 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 That's fine. That works. Just thinking cool. if you've done that before, but yeah. Greg Jagerbomb rancid. Okay. Greg has had a morning tin before. But this is a Jagerbomb. I will say <laughs> I will allow Jagerbomb, but this is the last time that you're allowed morning drinking as a ritual rule, because otherwise. Otherwise, it's unhealthy for Greg. Otherwise, it's unhealthy. <laughs> I'm worried about him. Uh, Artem says, uh, I'll meet you guys outside. I need some air. And uh, he goes downstairs and sees a corner shop mm-hmm. uh, and uh, breaks through the. I'm going to say that I imagine in the apocalypse that maybe the door is already smashed open. Yeah, it's been looted. Yeah. Mm. Um, so he goes inside and he finds a packet of salt and vinegar, McCoy oh, crisps, nice. and a twister ice lolly. Oh, and, oh, that's um, a Sam and hangover. And a Lucasade Sport Orange. That's a me hangover. This is a fucking, like, meal of kings. I love this. And he 
starts preparing his various hangover cures. <laughs> Pour all of that into in. one cup. Okay, British Museum isn't far. We should just go there, right? Yeah, let's let's head over. Lucas, I know you want to go shopping, but maybe we can loot you something fancy from the museum. Oh, I, I, I'll go where, whenever you guys do. Um, I just was worried that we wouldn't get in. Is it? I mean, is it shopping anymore? Is anything shopping, or is it just looting? Is looting has looting replaced shopping? Maybe. And now on to the British Museum. <laughs> well, I think technically it's it's only shopping when you like leave something in exchange. It doesn't necessarily have to be money. So like. If you left something behind, then I don't think it's looting. That's more like bartering. That's the yeah, exactly. logic of a lot of, like, old-timey cat burglars. <laughs> <laughs> I left my calling card. <laughs> <laughs> well, the barter systems form the basis of a lot of world currencies before this point. Money is essentially a stand-in for the barter system in the first place. I could tell you more about this, but honestly, you look a bit too hungover, so I won't. Uh, also, you're preaching to the choir, motherfucker. <laughs> I believe in decentralized currency. Like, total, <laughs> totally. Uh, Artem starts trying to explain Bitcoin to Guy. I don't know how Guy feels about Bitcoin. Guy's not on board. He's not. <laughs> Greg's listening with great interest, though, because Greg... <laughs> We've had so, the so big Greg and Lucas fallout. This is now the big Guy and Artem fallout. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Guy just kind of like pats Artem on the shoulder like when he's like starting to build up steam with this explanation he's just like okay alright I'm gonna get my sandwich and then let's head off alright yeah yeah oh sandwich sounds really good actually I'm really hungry no we're not eating the sandwich Lucas oh I, I meant like outside sandwich I thought we were already outside sorry I was no. Misunderstood. My sandwich, what my dad made me. What is it about that thing? Should we be asking you more questions? Why do you have like an eternal sandwich? <laughs> well, my dad made it me before before I left. And yes, but that's like a long time ago. An eternal it's, sandwich it's is fine. a spotless bread. Go on. Well, I mean, <laughs> dad's always been really good at making sandwiches, so I guess that's why. But like, I don't want to eat it because, you know, don't really have a, a way to contact him. And it's just nice having. Something that he made for me. Around. But what if the sandwich gives you magic powers? Or diarrhea. Well, then... That's a magic power in its way. <laughs> I don't think that's... Not, that's not what I would call magic, personally. Like, out of all the experiences I had. Joe, do you want to roll an arcana check? I'd love to. Oh my god, that's a natural 20. Yes! Um, oh, and that is plus 6. So 26 in total. Cool. Um... I'm sorry for your natural 20. It's just a, it's just a good sandwich. He's just really so good at really making good. sandwiches. He's just really good at making sandwiches. Like, so. it's not magic. It's just oh, a good sandwich. And it's not that, like, all food from hell lasts forever. It's just that Levi makes really good sandwiches. Okay, British Museum first. Then heaven. Then hell. Then we'll figure something else out. We've got this party as well. I'm, I'm quite excited. And we were going to yes, go to I your said house. hell. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Are you just walking through the streets there? How are you getting there? Are you just continuing to like, kind of vaguely We're stealthily? Not, far away, are we? Nah, not really. We should keep being stealthy, but given what we were doing last night, I feel like it might be extraneous. Okay, let's just keep our eyes open. Cool. Can you give me a group stealth check, please? Oh, that was a three. So three plus six is nine. Cool. Twelve. Like super hungover. Mm-hmm. 
Also a nine for me. Oh yeah, could you all, before you do the check, could you make sure that you run roll oh, your um, constitution saves? They're with advantage, oh, I want yeah. a 15 or you're rolling with disadvantage. 12. 12? I got 18 on my con check and a 15 cool. on my stealth. Cool. I got a 12 on my con check. Okay, oh, so no, a 3, a 9, reflect. a 12 and a 15. I cool, on you go. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. I hate this. <laughs> this no, is fine. Okay. Everything's fine. So you walk through the streets, mm-hmm. quite hungover. As you kind of leave Soho, it starts to get a bit more fucked up again. It's a lot more like swarms of angels and demons flitting about. Um, a lot of like corpses on the streets, weird fucked up looking animals, the usual thing that you find in um, North London. After about half an hour, it probably takes longer than normal because you are hungover. Uh, you get to the British Museum, which is a very nice building built by very bad people. <laughs> <laughs> So what are you doing? We don't need to stand in the queue, we can just go straight in. <laughs> don't you just get your bag searched? I'm totally stealing something. <laughs> Let's take oh. the Elgin marbles. Let's fucking do it. <laughs> uh, can we do an investigation check for the outside? I'm just... What are you investigating? So I want... Lucas wants to kind of look at the front door and see if it's a safe way in for us. So we want to have a little look around, look for traps, maybe look for any kind of security measures to alert the, is it the archivist? Yep. That we're that? Yeah, mm. that we might be there or whatever. Um, and also, yeah, let's, let's leave it at that. <laughs> uh, cool, give me the investigation. That's a nat 20. Cool. Um, you look around the, the door to the British Museum. I don't know what it looks like. I haven't really been to the British Museum for a while. Yeah. And yeah, it seems kind of fine. Like it's locked, but it doesn't seem like it is warded. Okay. Just seems like a locked door. Should we knock? Sure. Are there any... Uh, I would like to look for anything that looks like a security camera or something like... I'll say... I'll, I'll give you that with... Because looks looks um, got nat 20. There's... Oh yeah, there's probably a security camera. It's... British Museum. Is there a little red light on it? Yes. Okay. okay. Wave. Our ten points points at it and waves as well. And it's like, hello, we're here to see the archivist. It's some men. Could <laughs> have stop announcing yourself like that, Rory. <laughs> you should be expecting us. I think. Uh, wave the token. You... Wave the token. Bottle of tequila and a mirror. just waves it back and forth Um, there is a a short pause and then you hear a click as the door opens or unlocks sick Artem pushes the door sick it opens um, and as you step into the British Museum it is the British Museum it feels very much the same as it always has been everything else like all the shops that you've been passing have been extremely looted the British Museum ironically, has not been looted. <laughs> <laughs> Loot central. Yet. I want some Acadian shit. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. Uh, yeah, it seems kind of much such the same. Like, it is a very, very grand building full of very, very expensive items that are not from Britain. <laughs> um, it's quiet. There doesn't seem to be anyone there, but you can see that there is a light on at the end of the hall in what you would imagine would be the security office. Oh. Hello. Just through here. Just to the boys. I'm like, given the last couple of uh, times we've met these guys, I'm assuming we're not going to get ambushed. This feels like 
you know, a little bit more collegiate in that atmosphere. Artem, I am fucking dying. If we're going to get ambushed, that's fine. I, I just hope it's quick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go. Cool. You trot along, you pop your head into the security office, and it's one of those very, like, heist movie security office Love it. security offices with like all of the, the the desk and then like all of the screens with the security camera feeds on it mm. you know yeah. that shit mm-hmm. uh, i don't know if that's what security offices look like but i'm basing it, it on movies. what i know which is um <laughs> heist films and yep. TV moon night moon night it is the security office from the british museum in moon night don't know if that's the real <laughs> one moon night a middling tv show is my review just if anyone's interested fine it was fine anyway yeah security office um sitting at the security office with like leaning back in her chair and with her feet up on the desk is a woman she's um i would say in her early to mid 50s she's dressed like all in black docks black jeans massive black hoodie um and she's got a cup of coffee in her hand and it's just kind of like kicking back watching you as you come in the door and it's just like hey Morning. Hi. The pack. Hey. Hey, are you the archivist? And do you have a quest for us or something? Because we're (laughs) hanging. Uh, Lucas wants to look in his little pack and give uh, Greg some paracetamol. (laughs) And a bottle of water. Uh, Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Lucas. Uh, Greg takes the paracetamol. Yeah. um, Yeah. uh, Do you have a little task or something for us? Like (laughs) a little Zelda type thing. (laughs) Yeah, we did actually. Yeah. We had a great night. Oh, oh, I mean, sorry, sorry, the princess, princess. Yeah. <laughs> How was if, that? If you would, if, if you're I'm cool with it, great it's, time. It's, I was just, if you're nice. cool with it, it's easier for us to just use names, I feel like. Naomi, you're Naomi, oh. right? How do you know? Oh, we got your name from a, a list, I want to say. Oh, like I think a, it was BT, wasn't it? Yeah, I think BT. Honestly, at this point, I've lost track. Yeah, who knows? But, um, oh, ugh. Sure. I, guess I mean, you that's, know us. Um, we know you. I'm Lucas. Hi. Hi, Naomi. Hi. Nice Greg. to meet you, Lucas. So you're, um, Lucas, so we've got, who else then? Guy, Greg, Arta, oh. which is which? Yep. Mm-hmm. Cool. Hi. Mm, not saying anything. <laughs> so Arta. <laughs> um, he keeps saying the word OPSEC, and I don't know what it means. <laughs> <laughs> he won't explain. He, sa- he just says OPSEC again. Um. I said operational security. Just because you don't remember doesn't mean that I don't explain it. I know Artem, what OPSEC is. Artem, this is these are nonsense words. Anyway, <laughs> Miss, uh, uh, Miss, Mrs. Um, archivist, Nomi, go on. Hey, um, Nomi. Naomi. Naomi. Yeah, sure. <laughs> what did I say? No, you said it right. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, give, give us your thing. Go and say your thing. Give us your little job. Um, you turn so the lights down here. Is this like a li- is this like a dimmer switch situation or what, what are we talking about here? Fluorescent lights. It's like an on and off uh, situation. Do you want to go into another room? Yeah. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna get a. Yeah, actually, just pop that in, wouldn't you? Guy? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Oh. oh, I like that. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Blindfolds, Greg. Yeah, this is really good. Good, 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 good. It's all coming together. I have to go return to my fanfic. <laughs> I would say that the the other guys would probably notice that Artem actually seems more relaxed than he has done in a long time, just bathed in the glow of multiple monitors. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. oh um, yeah. Well, that's a sort of to the to the point. But great, 
good. Um, have a, have a seat. Mm, not really a seat. Hang on. Let's go through to the the cafe. Let's go to the cafe. Oh yeah, great. Uh, Greg, we're gonna we're gonna head to the cafe now. Uh, we can take the blindfold off if you want. No, you could just um just just hold my hand. Okay. <laughs> what if I just took like a keyboard? Yeah, that's fine. These aren't mine. <laughs> Steal what you like. They did. Ha. <laughs> funny joke I go. am going to hold you to that <laughs> <laughs> fucking steal what you like I don't care oh my god I'm absolutely looking up what's in the British Museum right now oh I already know what I this want. is this is collaborative world building Faye whatever you want is in the British Museum <gasps> I'm so <happy>. <laughs> I believe there's <laughs> another tank there <laughs> <laughs> there is not any tanks you had your chance to have a tank at the big Tesco in Carlini and you didn't take it Turns out there's a big Tesco in the basement now. I think <laughs> we we can get that we can get that um that's uh, the world's oldest complaint the little tablet that has the <gasps> complaint about the yes. gold copper. Let's go. Oh, I love that. that. Oh yeah. yes, let's have that. I enjoy that you were like, I don't want to do a shopping episode, and then you just told us we can have whatever we want. This is a looting museum. episode. It's very <laughs> different. <laughs> shopping episode is like, anyway. oh, we're in Tesco, and now we're getting some canned food. Looting episode is a commentary on the British. Um, Empire. <laughs> I, uh, can, can we say that there was a uh, that there was some kind of stupid um, showing of the British crown, etc., in the British Museum before everything went to hell? And I can go and just loot the shit out of everything the Queen stole from everywhere else. Yeah, where the fuck not? <laughs> Smash. Um, just have the crown. I'm gonna rip it apart. I'm gonna tear it into a thousand fucking pieces. We need quite a high strength check for that, but all of the let's jewels. Go to the cafe first. <laughs> yes. This feels very fake. Really to me. <laughs> right, cool. So she takes you into the cafe. You guys all like gather around a table. She makes a pot of tea or coffee or whatever the fuck you want. Um, guy's gonna help Greg sit down because he doesn't want him to like trip yeah, over thanks. stuff. Thanks. That's good. Yeah. Please tell me this is like an intelligence test. I feel like we did like the charisma one. We did the con one. <laughs> If there was just like a quiz. So, oh, I mean, honestly, you're not far off. Um, yeah, we're uh, oh, so. Sick. No. I'm gonna give you the spiel because I, yeah, I get lonely. Yeah, go on. Um, and I used to be a tour guide, so I like to talk to people. Um, oh, oh cool. nice. Give the spiel. Drink your tea. Shut up. So, <laughs> in a polite way. In a polite way. Um, so yeah, British Museum. Welcome. It's trash. I was a tour guide here for a really long time. It is a very useful thing in the war against heaven and hell that we're currently in. Welcome to the Pelagians. I'm sure you're aware of the situation. Most of the things in this museum were stolen under the guise of Christianity. You know what that means? It means we can weaponize them against angels. So that's what I'm doing. Whoa. Welcome to the British Museum. You want to meet the Admiral, I hear. Yes. Yes, yeah, we need to meet yeah, the Admiral. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. You want some weapons? I think, yeah, yeah, that please. Cool. That'd be great. Fantastic. We've been attacked a lot. We keep um, we keep dying, so. Um, oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, it's fine. We're, I, well, it's not fine. But, we got you know, better. We're, yeah, oh. we're we're better now. Something safe. Anyway, I have some questions about that, but I will. N- yeah, you know, put a pin in them. Actually, yeah, me too. Actually, let's take the pin what? out again. What's the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like we we've all died a, a couple of times, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. then we sort of get back up again. Yeah. It mm-hmm. was just yeah, like that Chumbawamba song. Not sure about the dying thing. I'm not an expert in um, medicine. I guess that's a medicine thing. We had a we had a medicine guy, but he went off the fucking rails. So, who is um, your medicine guy? Oh, uh, the surgeon. He was an army medic, and then he was a 
maniac. And so uh, we know him. Oh, we know oh, him. Yeah. Oh, oh, Danny. Don't oh, of course, because you're the okay. Yeah, sorry. Just I've been really not paying ahead in the books all day. I have not. Yeah. But yeah, you're Daniel McLeod, the pack. Yes, yes. Sorry, he was our medic medic guy, uh, and he's not now because of all of the, I guess, war crimes that he's been doing. Um, but like, yeah, come on. I, I thought that like BT said that you guys like parted ways like more than a year ago with um with the Pelagians right because you had a disagreement but like we haven't parted with we're Pelagians yeah but like you know you and you and Danny oh yeah you fell out like a year ago yeah guys insane I I think that's a bit harsh what was he doing that was so insane it was killing Vassal he killed my dad oh do you know who, who he killed? We, well, we don't know that. Greg, you don't know sure. that he killed your dad. Like, when's he gonna? When would he have killed your dad? Because right, if he killed your dad before the apocalypse, right, then another vessel would have been born to take your dad's place. I I don't know, man. So it he had took to him have a done while to work after. that one out. Oh, well, I think he killed my dad, guy. Come on, my dad let's... died. Uh, look, come on, Ash. No, Ash come on. Ash said that. Ash basically said, "Look, we don't need to worry about it." Ash said something. About it anyway, yeah. Let's it doesn't matter. Like, fucking go on. Like, what's the quiz? Is there a quiz? Are we doing a quiz? <laughs> we can do the sports. Can we get Greg oh, some pom bears or something? That's what they sell in, in museum oh, shops. Fuck yeah, give me some fucking pom bears. I'm fucking <laughs> mad for pom bears. Yeah, there's probably pom bears at the cafe. Greg starts, t- uh, Greg takes off the blindfold and just tears into some. Pom every bears. every middle class cafe, which is all museum cafes, sells pom bears. <laughs> I fucking love pom bears. I love a pom bear. They I don't think I've ever had a pom bear. No, he, it took him a while to work out that. Um, so he killed a bunch of people before the apocalypse and then realised that he needed and he's been killing vessels. It's been a whole thing. The guy's a weirdo. We parted ways with him. Anyway, I will... I know nothing about how you're dying, but I'm interested in that, so I'm going to see if I can find out about that. Because that seems like you should just die. Like, you should just die and then be dead if you die. Not that you should die as people, but but if you do die, if you get killed in any of the many ways that a human person can get killed hmm. then you should just be dead so that's interesting to me and i'm gonna look that up in the meantime do you want to do you want a quest you can do your quest yes We'd this is all about like in- it's all an intelligence you called it artem <laughs> oh, intelligence no. and oh, persistence sick. um oh guy we're fucked you need to be smart <laughs> oh, you need to be persistent don't. You need to be good at thinking outside the box. You know the deal. You've done it. I am so hungover. If you do that, I'm so sorry. Have some more pom bears. Okay, hit us. Yeah, cool. No, just go through that door. Do your quest. Come back. I'll give you the token. I'll give you the location of the keeper. You've met the other two, right? I'm right in thinking. Sorry, the lines of communication here are not fantastic. We've been doing it all by pigeon. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we met uh, Amy, obviously. Uh, yeah, we also yeah. met the broker. Oh, as well. she's fun. Is she? She's kind of evil, right? Weirdly not, but I see the vibe. Like I it's get she has a vibe. Why you the think whole, that? The mirror setup was not fun. The mirror was not. Fun. That wasn't even her. That was just there. Oh, 
In the shard. I mean, if it was going to be, it would be in the shard. That's. I mean, the shard is evil. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure we can all no, agree no, to that. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, look at the shape of it. It's so pointy. It is an evil building. Uh, she's just there. I honestly think she was drawn to it. She's. It's a sort of chicken and an egg thing where, like, she's not evil, but she sounds evil, and then because she sounds evil, she leans into the whole aesthetic. It's very. Mm. She's got a kind of Cruella Deville going through a thing mm. going on. It's kind of hot, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah no. Oh yeah. Right. Cool. Yeah. yeah no. Obviously. No. Well, I'm just saying, these... if she turns on you, like, you should be very disappointed in yourself, because this no, is the most shit. get me wrong, if she turns on me, I won't be surprised in any way, but, like, for all intents and purposes, she does seem like she's not evil, she's just, um, she's got a thing going on, you know? And that's fine. Anyway, you haven't met the Wait. Keeper yet, you'll love the Keeper, she's great. Um, Do you know what the I Keeper's will... real name is? Of course. Yep. Could you tell us? Nope. You t- just told us so many names, this is confusing. Well, you knew Amy's name what already. Yeah. You don't know the broker's name. You know my. You knew my name, and I know your names. Fine. So that was kind of the situation. Escape room. It's kind of an escape. Yeah. Do the fucking escape room. On you go. Oh. I'll find you some escape shit for when you get back. Have fun. Nice. Bye. Okay. Bye. Guys, do you have any drugs? Uh-uh. And can I have some them. of the drugs? You have mm. so many drugs. I do. So you can go through the doors into the museum proper if you want, and that's where your little intelligence quest lies delighted let's fucking go yeah 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 let's go. yeah yeah um, right. sweet so you go through the first set of double doors and you enter into the ancient egypt section of the british museum Yay. don't know if that's first in the british museum once again have not Who been cares? there for a really long time i actually went there to use a bathroom uh, recently toilets are nice you get into the ancient egyptian section and it's got a bunch of shit that was looted from egypt Nice. Um, you can see like quite a lot of empty cases where you imagine Naomi has been taking stuff out <laughs> um, but for the most part it's all the shit like fucking those little scarab beetle things and shit that's been stolen from tombs gold sarcophagi sarcophagi actual mummies well I'm so glad that you said that <laughs> in the middle of the room is a sarcophagus um, and as you walk in the doors slam shut behind you and you hear a click as they lock and at the same time the the door of the sarcophagi sarcophagus swings open revealing a mummy because it's ancient egypt and i'm problematic hi do you have like a quest for us of some kind (laughs) um what's the mummy sound like wait the mummy talks it's gonna in a minute calm down i'm working out what the mummy's voice is (laughs) Can he sound like that mummy that they recreated the voice? <laughs> <laughs> the one that's like, ha! Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to do that. <laughs> the mummy, as you walk in, goes, All right, governor. <laughs> all mummies sound like what I think English children sound like. Actually, no, I'm not going to do that because there's a lot of talking in this mummy and I can't keep that voice coming. Yeah. It just goes, hello, in my voice. Hi. Hello. <laughs> all right. Hi. Hello. I have for you... A riddle. Okay. Also, uh, hello, how are you? That felt rude. That felt rude to just spring that on you. I don't care. I don't care. Give us the riddle. How come you don't sound Egyptian? <laughs> what does Egyptian sound like? I don't know. Well, I've never Artem. been. Never speaking Egyptian, you wouldn't He's know He's lived here for a long time. I've lived Artem. here for a long time. Come on. You don't pick uh, up the accent. It's kind of problematic. Very <laughs> fair Pretty. point, fair point. I take it back. I just feel like, you know, hypothetically, if, if I was being... Was in a a podcast being voiced by a white person if i had an egyptian accent it would be wildly problematic so that would be problematic like. if you want to sort of 
interpret this in your ears as being sounding like an Egyptian mummy, feel free. But then, you know, that's frankly on you. Who are you talking to? Don't worry about it. <laughs> Can we have our quest, please? I would love to give you the quest. Over, please. <laughs> I want you to tell me how I died. Uh. He pauses for dramatic effect for quite a long time. Anyway, I will give you some more context on that. Can I just read the sign in front of his sarcophagus? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck it, okay. So the sign, the sign in front of the sarcophagus has the riddle on it, Faye. It has the fucking riddle on it. You read the sign, the sign's got a riddle. Don't ask why. That's, that's convenient. <laughs> I was the treasurer for the pharaoh. He believed that if you drank poison, the only way to survive was to drink a stronger poison, which neutralises the weaker poison. The pharaoh wanted to possess the strongest poison to ensure his survival. So he gave me and his pharmacist a week to make the strongest poison. At the end of the week, the pharmacist and I would drink each other's poison, then our own, and the winner who survived had the strongest poison. The thing is, I knew I wouldn't win because I'm not a fucking pharmacist. (laughs) <laughs> so I made up a plan to make sure that the pharmacist died and I succeeded however on the last day he worked out my plan and came up with a counter plan to thwart me at the end of the week we drank the poison as planned he survived I died and the king didn't get what he wanted tell me what happened well maybe he just tried to stab the pharmacist but then the pharmacist <laughs> took his knife <laughs> Do we? I feel like I should just step in here really quickly. Is there like a limited number of guesses? Or <laughs> like I mean, you can keep going shit? if you like. It could take some time. I, don't worry, I brought a book to read. You swapped him. You swapped the poisons. And then I didn't drank. swap the poisons. I'm not a fucking Fine, amateur. Great. Wow. Okay. <laughs> he pulls out a book. It's um, the Da Vinci Code. <laughs> Alright, I feel like there's not necessarily like a huge amount of point getting into the weeds about which poison... I drank because, like, if you look at the beginning, like, the pharaoh believed that if you drank poison, drinking stronger poison will make you survive it, but we know that's not true because it's still fucking poison. I know in this scenario it's true. <laughs> Don't worry about it. So, so to be clear, the stupidity of the setup is not the answer here. This is not no. a trick with riddle. This isn't a riddle where you nitpick the wording of the riddle. <laughs> <laughs> I love the mummy. <laughs> I love you too. Um, you asked us to tell you how, why, how you died. I did. And I'm gonna say that the reason you died is you drank poison. I would like some more detail than that. Mm, I feel like I've been pretty clear. <laughs> well, I feel like I'm the one in charge of the riddle, so. <laughs> oh, picky. This one's a fun thing. It's a really old riddle. It's called the Treasurer's Riddle. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. a fun little fact while you're solving this the pharmacist could have made medicine and then the pharmacist is the weaker poison because it's technically medicine and then he drinks the strong poison ah but then uh, the plan was to swap the poison and the medicine so the the treasurer drank uh, so you mummy you drank medicine but then poison so the poison killed you but uh, 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 the, the pharmacist drank poison and then medicine, which cured him. So they, he was like, ah, the medicine is the strongest poison, which is why the king didn't get what he wanted. He got medicine instead of the strongest poison. No, but that's actually quite good. 
That's very good. Jesus. It's very impressive. It's not right, but it's very impressive. Colour me impressed. He turns a page in this book. He drank an even weaker poison before going to the poison off, but then he fucked up because then he drank the pharmacist's poison, which was stronger. So mm-hmm. initially, he's feeling good, but then he drank his own poison, which it turns out was still the most poisonous because the pharmacist knew that he was going to do this trick. So he only made a weak poison, but that was like a bit stronger than the really shitty poison. He, 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 it was mid-poison. So fucking close. The podcast took five minutes and much complaining to solve this riddle. We will now reenact it in character. So Artem has been sort of like using visual props from around the room. So it's sort of just been like getting like tablets and stuff and trying to maneuver <laughs> them into position to be like, okay, so like, has there really got any like red thread? I feel like I just need, <laughs> I need to like connect these. Oh, we can use my, uh, my, um, my beads, my Mardi Gras beads. <laughs> I assume as a conspiracy theorist, Artem just has red thread on him. <laughs> just gets red thread out of his bag and he's like, okay, okay, so, so, what if, what if there was no poison? I want to die. Please kill me. In character, Ruri. That bit was just Ruri. That was just me. I can't do fucking riddles. My brain is mush. Okay, okay, Greg. Okay, you stand over there. You are the treasurer. Uh, uh, Lucas, you go over there. You are the pharmacist. Okay. Uh, Guy, can uh, I have the blindfold Guy, back? Yeah, of course, you're, mate. You're the pharaoh. Oh, am I in charge? Well, no. Okay, but like, listen. Oh. So, so you you want a strong poison. So you say that they have to poison each other, and whoever has the strongest poison is the winner, because they will survive. Greg, you cannot make poison. So you're like, oh no, I'm fucked. I can't do shit, mate. I can't. Yeah. So, so, what would you do if I said you have to poison yourself? What? If you had to poison yourself right now, what would you do? I I I I, I don't know. Man, we got rid of, more of that shit under the sink. <laughs> oh yeah, fuck yeah. We, oh, the tequila. Where's the tequila? <laughs> no, no, no. Don't drink tequila. Okay, no, but so like you drink like bleach or something. Oh, yeah, like that's pretty bad. That's that's bad for you. Okay, so if you Wait, drink what? the bleach because you're like, well, he's gonna have strong poison. That's so I, I can drink COVID. his poison. Don't don't <sighs> put that misinformation out there. This <sighs> is bad. Okay, so you you drink bleach. And then you're like, now I will drink poison. But then, Lucas, you hear about this bleach plan. Yeah. And you're like, he's drunk bleach. He's going to die unless I poison him. Yeah. But you're like, but I want him to die. Yeah. So then you just bring, I don't know, milk. I just bring milk and water. That means you've not got what you want, Pharaoh. You pharmacist are fucked. And you, no, pharmacist <laughs> is fine. Treasure is fucked. Yeah, I'm fucked. So I drank all the bleach, which apparently you're not supposed to do. God, that's what I said. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just want to say, I think if I was fairer, I I wouldn't set this kind of challenge. I don't think that's very helpful information for my employees. I'm going to be honest. (laughs) Well, you should have done. It was a bad day, yes. I feel like you might have got the gist, but the real reason you died was bad OPSEC. (laughs) Because if the pharmacist had never found out about your stupid plan, you would have been. Did we win? Do we win? Do we get the thing? Yeah, we got. God, you're so right. (laughs) You're so. Oh my god, I'd never thought of it that way before. 
Well, yes. How many Very more paracetamol good. do you have? Um, I've got I've got a couple more. You can have another one, but you have to wait two hours for another. No worries, thanks, Lucas. Anyway, on you go. Have a good day. Farewell. Thank, uh, thank you. Thank um, you for loving. solving my riddle. No worries. I'm sorry about your like tablets and stuff. Do you need us to put them all back? Oh no no, it's fine. Don't worry about it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry your boss was such an arsehole as well. Yeah, what a dick. Rude. Honestly, fucking bosses, man. You should like unionize or something. That's a great idea, actually. <laughs> Next time I'm it's a bit late. alive, I'll unionize. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, bye. I love you. Love you Serious too. Next time I'm alive. Well done, thanks. Can't believe you got Danny DeVito in again. This time to play a mummy. <laughs> Friend he's of the pod, pro. Danny DeVito. Just, I can't believe he, but it's unfortunate he just immediately logged off the Zoom, but he's just, oh, he's just a pro. He was very right, kind, great, you know. So you go through the next set of doors uh, where you get to the ancient Greece room where there are some marbles, <laughs> which should be in ancient Greece. <laughs> or in current or even in modern I thought, Greece. I thought you meant like <laughs> little marbles. No, like marble statues. That makes more marble sense. Marble statues. Um, there's also some little marbles, but they're unrelated. <laughs> They've just been left Some there. kid left them. And this one. I'm so sorry. It's another another riddle. Ah. Ah. There are three statues. And they're all facing in the same direction. They are all facing the wall. The opposite wall from the door. And written on the wall in those like massive decals that they use in museums to put like quotes and shit up. <laughs> um, say the words show us nothing but freedom that's Should the riddle we face them towards the door <laughs> sure, sure or is there like is there like an emergency exit sign yeah or a poster of Greece <laughs> we can face them towards yeah there's all of those things should we try the door first post a tacky poster of Greece it's just a, <laughs> like a blue tacked up one of the corners Wait. is peeling a picture um, of Braveheart let's do, do you... everyone grab a statue do you grab a statue yeah. You, um, with some difficulty, turn these massive-ass marble statues to face the door, and nothing happens. Maybe we need to smash them. Maybe we should smash the statues. I think maybe very last resort to smash them. Ah, but it'll all be over if we smash them. Mm. What if we put them directly in front of the door, so they're not looking at anything else apart from a way out? Ah, we can't move them. They're heavy. Okay, if we try Oh, so we have to. Well, let's try the other things. I guess you, you know what? Fine, you're probably right. We can try and move them. Um, do you want to take point? Them? Point them at Greece. Uh, you point them oh, at yeah. the the little poster of Greece. It's like an A two poster. <laughs> it looks like it's been pulled out the center of a magazine. Brilliant. And nothing happens. It says, "Show us nothing but freedom." Show us nothing but freedom. Guy, get your dick out. Maybe that'll work. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> All right. I mean. Ordinarily, I'd just do it, but like, I kind of want to know what your line of reasoning is here. I don't know. You seem pretty free with it. No, oh. that's a good point. No, no, not in a no, bad I way. Am. Not in a bad way. I mean, like, you know, just like you do. Yeah, of course. Why wouldn't I be? Yeah, good, good question. You go. <laughs> On you go. Wait, could could we just like uh, hide their eyes or something? I actually was. I had another suggestion. I've got. Uh, pens and paper in my bag why don't I just write freedom on a bit of paper and stick it over our eyes that's a really good oh, idea nice. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. Yeah, I try that. <laughs> yeah, that works. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Nailed it. <laughs> the actual answer was just to cover up everything else on the sign on the wall, so it just said freedom. Oh, oh smart. Oh, okay. So yeah. fucking speak friend and enter shit. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I like that. So you write your little sign. Sweet. It says freedom. You hold it up, showing it to the statues, and the door swings open. Nice. Yay! Guy is so proud of himself. The door swings open, and you step into the next room. And this room contains nothing except a floor-to-ceiling portrait of Queen Victoria. Guy's wearing a stamp. Um, and you step in and the door swings shut behind you and the portrait moves and Queen Victoria stands up from her throne looking very regal, she's got a scepter and uh, mm. the other thing Orb. and begins rapping <laughs> she's like my name is Queen my name's and Victoria and I'm say, here to say I'm gonna steal your country's resources in a major way. <laughs> I said, what, 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 what? Steal them now. <laughs> you all take two million psychic damage and die. So that's been a wrap of the pod. Bye, guys. Um, oh. No. I know you said you don't want me round here no more, but I say fuck you. I'm taking the Cory North. <laughs> So Queen Victoria stands up from her throne. Fuck. Give me a minute. Okay. She stands up from her throne. She looks at you and she steps out of the portrait towards you. Look. Okay. Yeah. About 12 feet tall. Oh. She's holding her orb and her scepter. Okay. And I would like you all to roll initiative, please. Ah! Oh, 24. Uh, 13. 18. 5. Cool. So, Artem, you are up first. You have a 12-foot Queen Victoria advancing on you with all the power of the British Empire. What do you do? Artem is going to drop his rucksack, letting Dog jump out, uh, and he's going to go, okay, let's try this. We haven't done this before. Uh, And he points at Dog, and he's going to go, I know there's more to you than this. (laughs) And he's going to cast Summon Beast. And uh, what? a celestial, oh, sorry, a bestial spirit of a much bigger dog is going to <laughs> burst out of dog. <laughs> Almost like, you know, the dog that dog thinks he is. Uh, and is going to land in front of him. Uh, and uh, Artem is going to go, okay, both of you, get her. <laughs> so what that is, is for my bonus action I'm commanding dog to help which is the thing I can do which basically means like it's dog is getting into melee with Queen Victoria so the other people have uh, advantage cool. on their attacks yeah fuck it why not <laughs> yep and then um, uh, the bestial spirit version of dog which is a much bigger dog is going to launch itself in an attack because it works as a separate entity that has the same initiative as me okay so he's going to jump in mm-hmm. and uh, attack and try and bite Queen Victoria. <laughs> of course he is. Uh, and rolled a 16. That is going to hit. Do you want to roll damage against Queen Victoria? Uh, that Stupid. is nine piercing damage. Sorry, ten piercing damage. Cool. So that's the, the beast. Uh, yeah. 
So Dog goes down in that kind of like leg splayed way that dogs do when they want to play. And he goes adorable. Um, and sort of bursting forth from within Dog is a slightly larger dog. I want to be honest, this isn't like a fucking Mastiff. Slightly bigger dog. It's like a Border Collie. Um, and the Border Collie bounds up to Queen Victoria and just takes a chunk out of her thigh. Oof. Um, bites into her and as he bites oil paint just splatters across the floor and the beast turns and looks at dog and they kind of do the sup nod at each other <laughs> um, nice. are you doing anything else with your round uh, I am going to move to one corner of the room just far away as far away as I can get cool 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 um, and now Queen Victoria is up next and Queen Victoria... A normal sentence in a and d game. <laughs> I don't see an issue with anything I've ever done in my life. She is going to take her scepter and she is going to swing at Guy. And she is going to roll um, a 13. What's Guy's... Uh, no, she's not. She's going to roll a 10. <laughs> well then... Mm. That was actually a bad call because her she had plus seven, so you have. Oh actually, fuck! <laughs> you have fuck, actually made the... her roll higher. Damn it! So she rolls a seventeen. Yeah. Does that hit? Yes. Cool. So she takes her <laughs> scepter and she Fuck's swings sake. at guy, and she does fourteen damage. So that's fourteen bludgeoning damage. Uh, okay, um, I would like to use my reaction to uh, cast Hellish Rebu- Rebuke on her. Oh, wonderful, yes. Um, I am going to do that at, oh, we'll say second level. Go for it. Uh, so if she could make a dexterity saving throw, please. Uh, that's 13. Uh, let me see. No, that doesn't save. Cool. Uh, so damage. she's about to take nice. 3d10 fire damage. Hellish Rebuke is my favourite. It's why I always play a tiefling. Also because I'm gay and trash. <laughs> okay, so that's uh, 11 points of fire damage to Queen Victoria. Nice. She swings at you with her scepter um, and catches you in the chest and sends you sort of flying backwards, winding you. Um, and as you do this, how do you do this? How do you cast um, Hellish Rebuke? Um, I think... Probably what happens is when the scepter kind of like smashes into Guy, he just yells out, ah, oh, fuck! And like, she just catches fire. <laughs> yeah, so she's briefly just engulfed in this like hellish flame. Um, and you can see the oil paint around, like, that she's made up of starting to melt a bit. And she now has a sort of like slightly warm waxwork look to her mm-hmm. as her face is just starting to like drip. Okay, interesting. Um, and she takes her second attack, um, and I think honestly is going to go for Guy again because God you just set her on fire. So she's going to take her Rude. orb and attempt to just smash you in the face with it. Rude. And she's going to roll a twenty-one. <laughs> I mean, clearly. And she's going to do fifteen, no, seventeen bludgeoning damage. <laughs> I have ten hit points. Sweet. So that's Queen Victoria's turn. Fine. So. Up next is Greg. No, it's not. I can't count. Guy. Guy, it's your turn now. <laughs> Great. Okay. Well, uh, I think 
probably I'm going to do um, healing word on myself um, as a bonus action because I am not looking amazing. Fair enough. I get um, 10 hit points back. Um, so I'm back up to 20. And then I think for my action, what I'm going to do is, I think what I'm going to do is just uh, cast Eldritch Blast at her. And how this manifests for Guy is he just sort of like... Can you cast uh, Eldritch Blast? Yeah, I get extra cantrips because of like oh. the magic initiate thing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah cool. Mm. Mm. And so nice. how this manifests for Guy is just... He just like slightly different kind of fish flips her off and goes like fuck you and like these <laughs> this confetti just comes out of its fingers ah! and just like hits her in a blast mm. <laughs> like Incredible. somebody hit off like an enormous party popper. You were sent. That's literally it. Is that you'd basically just shoot a party popper at her? <laughs> yeah. Uh, can you roll that attack, please? <laughs> I'd be delighted. Oh, one of them's a natural one, so obviously that's not going to do anything. <laughs> the other one is uh, a dirty twenty. Okay, so the natural one misses, dirty 20 will hit, so roll damage. Uh, Three points of damage. And I would like to use my movement to fuck off out of her way, please. (laughs) You are currently in melee. So that would be an attack of opportunity if you do that. I don't want her to hit me again, I'll stay where I am. (laughs) Okay, cool. So next up is Lucas. Uh, He is going to get the trusty Viking flail. And uh, <laughs> smash her in the face with it, I guess. Fuck yeah. 14. It's nice to have a flail. Uh, 14 misses. Sorry, it's not a 14 because I just rolled a d10. I'm fucking stupid. Okay, <laughs> so let's try that again. <laughs> Fuck me into next year. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that is. Uh, what's my attack? That's a 19. Uh, that I'm is going to hit. Stupid person. Um, so let's try that again. Seven damage plus I would obviously I would like to thunderous smite sure which is a 12 cool so that's um the 19 altogether 19 thank you maths cool so you just smash her you probably you can't reach the face because she's 12 feet tall so you kind of like smash her in the tits (laughs) with a viking flail you smash victoria in the tits with a viking flail and oil paint goes everywhere love it what am I doing with my life? <laughs> do you want to do anything else with your your role? You uh, go. No, no, I do not. Oh wait, I guess like backup. Or oh, we're in melee. So. You're in melee as well. Yeah, so. I'll just say where I am. Dream and Greg, can you go? Um, yeah, Greg can go. So what um, Greg is going to do? Greg's going to go back to an old classic, which is to say he's going to run in. He's not going to scream this time though. He's Aww. gonna. He's, he. Uh, he sees he sees Guy and Lucas in combat. Um, he's going to run in and take a sneak attack. And I'm gonna get hmm, one second. That was a natural nine. So don't tell me if it's succeeded yet. Uh, well, fuck it. I'm gonna replace that with an eighteen. So um, that's a, a twenty-four to hit. That does hit. Yeah. Um, I'd be real pissed if it didn't. <laughs> um, okay. So that's. I'm just making her AC up based on vibes. So she has an AC of 32 this round. (laughs) (laughs) Just because I've done something to you. Um, uh, 15. Fucking A. Um, Then I'm taking taking disengage, and um, if I have a bit of movement left, I'll back off. Uh, Cool. Yeah, I'll see you've got like 
probably fifteen feet. Yeah, there is. So, so Greg, yeah, Greg kind of, Greg kind of runs in, but he again, it kind of bit more purposefully than he did when he was, you know, playing around with a um, sort of random bit of metal and <laughs> um, and screaming at zombies and things. Um, just kind of charges in, stabs her, twists the rapier, and then pulls it out and backs off. Cool. So you do that, and as you pull it out, the blade is just like, coated in this oil paint, like various colours. It looks very nice. Um, <laughs> and then you just back off. Not far, you don't run back screaming. Mm. You just sort of take a few slow steps back and ready yourself for the next attack. Artem, back to you. Um, Artem is looking on from the corner of the room and is sort of starting to frown and goes like, wait, this this is an intelligence test. This This was not, okay, hang on. Uh, and while the others are all wrapped up in combat uh, Artem is going to rush over to the picture frame Mm -hmm. that Victoria stepped out of and start trying okay, is going to get one of the power banks from his uh, that he took from Tesco for charging things uh, and is going to put it down there and take a few steps back and aim at it with his pistol and just go like, I don't have a more efficient way to start a fire. <laughs> <laughs> You're a ranger. <laughs> we, yeah. We, we canonically have lighters. I am going to make that a... I don't know what that check is. I don't know what you're rolling for that. I am going to make it an intelligence check mm-hmm. because I think that is, if not smart at least a level of cerebral that I don't think any of the others would have done. So I am going to make that an intelligence, just a flat intelligence roll, please, with proficiency. Uh, oh, with proficiency? That is yeah. a nice. 19. Yeah, that, that starts a fire. So you put the power bank down at the foot of the frame, at the bottom, underneath the frame. Under the frame. Yeah. Um, aim the pistol, you shoot the power bank and it bursts into flames and the flames start to crawl up the wall towards the frame. And as the frame catches fire, you can see Queen Victoria, she doesn't like burst into flames, she doesn't like disappear, but you can see the paint starting to like melt off her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a very gross effect. Are you doing anything else with your turn? I don't have any sensible bonus actions, I don't think, so I will say, dog, keep helping! Because that is the bonus action I can do, is make dog give other people advantage. So basically, anyone... No, the next person who attacks Queen Victoria has advantage. Wonderful. Um, and then my su- the summoned beast will attack again and just go for a, go for a nibble. Go for it. <laughs> so I have, I have advantage on that because of dog. Uh, That is a 23 to hit. Yeah, it hits. Roll damage. Uh, That is... Ooh, that's a lot. 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 piercing damage. 13. Nice. Nice. Cool. So the beast, again, just sort of lunges and takes a chunk out of her. It's like it's a spiritual, like ethereal beast, but its face is still just like covered in paint. Yeah. Um, And takes another chunk out of her shin. Calf. (laughs) What's the back bit? Calf. Her back yes. chin. I thought Leg. you said chin. <laughs> like, <laughs> is it the chin or the calf? It is now her turn. And I think she's going to go for 
Lucas this time. So she's going to do two attacks, right. swing with a scepter, and try to just smash you in the face with the orb. The okay. scepter, that's going to be an 18. Yep, that and hits. the orb is, oh god, yeah, that's a 24. Yeah, this, ouch. Yeah. Can we get some Queen Victoria fully? <laughs> oh, die, poor people. <laughs> fuck my cousin (laughs) so she takes her scepter and she swings and just like cracks you around the face with the scepter (gasps) and then smashes the orb into like your your breastbone oh no and you can feel it does nothing breaks but you can feel like a sort of almost like cracking sensation as she just like Mm. smashes you in the chest oh dear with this weird paintball I don't like it and that's Queen Victoria's turn. So, Guy, you are up. Okay, um, I think what I would like to do is I would like to cast Burning Hands at Queen Victoria, but like high up enough so that it doesn't get anybody who's within melee range because she's 12 foot tall. Yeah, 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 that's fine. Um, and if I could also get the picture frame as well because it's a 15 foot cone, would that be possible? Absolutely, yeah. Okay, well, I shall do that then. Um, could she... Please make a dexterity saving throw. I'm guessing the picture frame doesn't have to because it's a picture frame and it can't <laughs> move. Like, um, so that can was I just a have that? nat 20 on the deck saving throw, but I will give you the picture frame. Excellent. Okay, that is 12 fire damage on the picture frame. Uh, cool. So you shoot, like, reach out your hands and just shoot these beams of fire out of your hands um they sort of go you just miss you're trying so hard to not hit your friends that you kind of shoot a little bit too high Mm -hmm. and miss queen victoria but you do hit the frame and now these flames are kind of like coming at the frame from both ends so to speak um it is now thoroughly on fire why are you all making me making those faces at me guys what What are those faces what are those little faces you look what's a face I've That's never made a question, face in my Joe. life. This, this is simply is an my audio face. Medium. Nobody, canonically, nobody on this podcast has a face. <laughs> no, they're all just drawn on. We don't need As one. far as you know, none of us have faces. I'll put pictures of our faces on Twitter so you can see how hot we all are. <laughs> anyway, picture frame on fire. Anyway, Sorry, picture frame is now on fire. Um, are you doing anything else with your round? Uh, how is Queen Victoria looking when I set the picture frame more on fire? She is melting. More so than she was before when I just set her yeah, on Yeah, she's fire. melting more quickly. Excellent. Okay, that's good to know. Um, so for my bonus action, I think I'm just going to reach over, pat Lucas on the shoulder and be like, hang in there. And uh, you now have D D8 of Bardic Inspiration. Oh. And I'm still in melee with her? You are yeah. still in melee with her. Yeah, okay, I won't move then. I don't want her to get me again. Dream. Uh, Lucas, you're up next. Fucking A. Uh, that is a seven, but I'm going to use my eight on my D8. So that is 15. 15 um, that misses. <laughs> Piss. I fail with my flail. You do a flail fail. <laughs> <laughs> you swing, but you're kind I of... slip like, in the paint. <laughs> there's quite a lot of smoke. Like, I don't know what burning... A- like oil paints are like but i imagine not nice not great that you just like there's smoke getting in your eyes so you swing and you just miss because you're kind of disoriented by all of the horrible oil paint smoke awful so you'll know oil fire is not a good fire 
Mm-hmm. My list of top five fires, oil fire, yeah. not on there. Mm-hmm. Um, Greg, you're up. Are we more interested in attacking the frame or Queen Victoria? Because Greg has kind of freedom of movement here. I don't know if this is going to work. I was just trying to think outside the box. Yeah, yeah no worries. I get you. What is happening with the portrait is that um, it's giving... It's making her vulnerable to damages because the portrait's on fire. Like, so, all right, okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna attack her. Um, I'm gonna do my my my. Greg again calmly steps forward and uh, stabs at Queen Victoria. And um, oh fuck, that one completely fucks it. <laughs> um, but you're a halfling spect. I am. <gasps> yes, a he's lucky boy. Oh, I'm so proud of you. Lucky. He's a lucky boy. But it's still not four. So. <laughs> well still, then, I don't completely fuck it, but I don't do well. Have you used uh, a ritual? Roll? Is that an option? I already used it. Uh, um, ah, that's fine. So you go in to stab it again. The, like the smoke is just like it's thick smoke mm. now. It's really hard to Coying. see what you're stabbing at. So you mm. kind of very calmly step in and just stab blindly into the smoke, and it just hits nothing. And you step back, Artem, back to the top. I am trying to think of ways to make the painting burn faster. Is there any turpentine? Turpentine? Turp, turp, what word am I trying to say? Are you, are, are you okay, Faye? No. Turpentine. You, you have, you have <laughs> I did have it right. I thought it... I don't know what I thought you, I did You right had right. it and then you lost confidence in yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any around or any soap? Soap gets rid of oil, right? In this museum... Look. Is there any turpentine? No. <laughs> That's in the turpentine section, which is unfortunately on the, <laughs> the next floor up. <laughs> I don't know. Somebody turpentine, could have been a history. Past doing some future. weird stuff. Did you say what? Did you say about the relationship between the fire, the growing fire, and Queen Victoria? I missed. The fire on the frame is giving Queen Victoria vulnerabilities to damage. So Artem is going to sort of turn around and go, "Okay, I've done all I can there," and uh, <laughs> is going to um, take out his gun at last. And um, what the fans slam, been in, for. slam <laughs> in his magazine of trick bullets. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and, shit. Let's fucking uh, go. Go like, dog, help let's me out. It, and uh, as a bonus action, gets dog to help. Uh, and then he's going to shoot uh, with advantage because of dog. Go for it. Uh, that is a 24 to hit. That's oh, going to hit. So okay. roll... 1d10. It's an 8. Okay. Can you roll 1d8, please? No, I can't. I can throw my d8 on the floor like a fool! <laughs> <laughs> like a fool! Sam. Uh, 7. You pull out your gun, you slam in your trick bullet, you take aim and you you take aim and you fire. Um, dog is somehow helping. Dog actually <laughs> runs up to you and he just like does that dog thing where he just like sits on your feet and looks up at you. And he just with the, like that really adoring face that dogs do, and as much as you don't want to admit it, it does help. This is not helping. <laughs> um, you take aim does. and you shoot Queen Victoria in the face. You do oh, yeah. ten damage. So you do nice. that was one d eight plus three damage, spraying oil paint everywhere. But also, she needs to do a wisdom saving throw, which she fucks. So, this is the bullet of bafflement. She takes 1d8 oh, plus yeah. 3 damage and is easily confused. If they fail a DC 15 wisdom saving throw, which she did, the shooter can convince the target of almost anything. <gasps> <laughs> so, yeah, that's what you've got 
for your next great. round. Can he can he say something as a free action or no? Yeah, fuck me up. <laughs> he goes because for some reason he knows what's happened. <laughs> and yeah. and he goes, uh, quick, my queen, get back in the painting to safety. Why am I French? What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> it's part of his brilliant plan. <laughs> the queen loves the French. Um, the queen looks at you. She is the, through the smoke and her face is now like grotesque. It's just this mess of melting oil paints. And she looks at you and there's, you cannot really tell the expression on her face because it looks like some kind of abstract fucking art. But you, you imagine that it is surprise and concern. And she sort of turns and starts to blindly fumble her way back towards the painting, leaving like a trail of oil paint on the floor as she goes. It's now her turn. And for her turn, she is going to try and make it back to the painting. Wait, um, if she's leaving uh, for the painting, don't mm. we get attacks of opportunity on her? Yeah, so I'm going to let her take her attacks first, and then you will both get an attack of opportunity on her as she goes. Excellent. I also didn't attack with my spectral beast, so I've got that in the bank. Cool. But we could do it so, all together as a gang. Right, so she rolled a uh, 25 for Guy. She rolled a uh, 22 for Lucas. Mm-hmm. And, and she bam. did... 17 damage to Guy, 10 damage to Lucas. <laughs> this guy's still up. <laughs> he has three hit points. Guy's fine. Three hit points, fine. So she just spins, and it's almost blindly, like, as she spins, she just, like, smacks Guy in the throat with her spectre, um, and just sort of almost, is less of a hit and more of a shoves Lucas back. Her spectre. Just... Her spectre. <laughs> Motherfucker said spectre. Ruri? Uh, yes? Do you want to shut the fuck up? <laughs> Don't put me back in the oubliette. <laughs> um, with her scepter, she hits Guy in the throat and then just sort of shoves Lucas back, almost as in, in like this rush to get back to the portrait. Um, and you can both have an attack of opportunity on her. Can I have my beast attack too? Yeah, beast attack. Attack of opportunity, just a melee attack. So melee weapon attack, no... Whittles, and the beast could attack too because he hasn't had his go yet. Uh, it was 14 for the beast. Beast misses. Ow. Yeah, guy misses as well. Um, I rolled a three, so I'm going to swap it out for my ritual roll, which was 19. Cool. Didn't you do that already? I didn't. No, I did that. Oh, cool. Sorry. I think we all have. I've heard the number 19 before today. <laughs> it can only be rolled once per round. That's how Dungeons and Dragons works. Um, cool. So that is a hit. So do you want to roll damage with your flail? Uh, altogether is 11 with my thunderous smite. Cool. So as she turns to leave, Guy, you're just like, you are bleeding quite badly. Yeah. And you're sort of struggling to breathe because you've been hit in the throat. So you stab out, but you just miss. Um, but as she turns to go, Lucas, you get like a really just good shot in with the flail and kind of in her back and just scrape off a layer of paint. And she is not looking fantastic as she starts to make her way back towards the portrait. Um, Guy, it's your turn now if you want to do anything. Uh, yes, I think I'm going to try uh, Burning Hands again. So on again on her and the portrait. Um, so if she could make a dexterity saving throw. Okay, so that's a fail. So that's a nine. Yes, ah, 12. yes it is. So uh, she and the portrait take 12 points of fire damage. 
So, Guy, I'm going to say this is one hand. You have one hand, like, clutching at your throat as you're gasping for breath and bleeding. Again, for what seems like the millionth time this week. Um, (laughs) You throw out a hand and just go, fuck off! And you just... It's like a fucking flamethrower. It is so much more powerful than you expected it to be. A common issue that Guy has. And you just... Like, she just melts into the ground with this fire that you're shooting at her um and when you finally stop shooting there's nothing left there is a burning frame and there is just like a paint stain on the ground and you are out of initiative order and the queen is dead Uh, yay Yay. we're all happy about that (laughs) art mirrors life (laughs) (laughs) can you guys lay on hands on on guy Please Always. do. Uh, that would be great. Um, ask first. I would like to give him 25 points. Oh, angel. Thank and you. And then I will also, at the same time, lay hands on myself and give myself 24 points. Fantastic. So you stagger through the doors and you come back out into the main hall of the British Museum um, and the archivist Naomi Kingfisher is there and she's like, well done that was very good very good you know what hated hated the mummy's riddle but he did insist um <laughs> fantastic the fucking mummy Fanta- i don't tell him that he's got extremely low self-esteem um prick yeah okay look i am gonna just written down on an envelope here you go Keeper's address. You're gonna have to head west for that one. She lives out out in Richmond. Wait a second. Wait a second. Is it I will fucking die. She lives out in Richmond. Um, but before you go, said I'd give you something. Little gift, a token, a trinket, whatever we're calling it. I, we never finished the brand um, guidelines, so we're not very consistent what we're calling stuff. We still haven't got a name. <laughs> um, but this, possibly the best thing I've made so far don't break it she pulls out a very very ornate dagger it's a celtic dagger um with its beautiful bone handled um hands it to you and she goes this is a one and done deal you can use this once i mean you can use it as a knife for whenever it'll work (laughs) as a knife but this has the effect that it's supposed to have once if you stab any deity it will render them mortal <gasps> for an hour oh. interesting any deity any deity so that can be gods that can be angels that can be demons anything of heaven or hell or of that world guy looks extremely alarmed <laughs> just shuffles away oh my god um that does include the horseman. So, um... Hey, good to know. Thanks, pal. That's amazing. Why... Thank you. Who's You're taking welcome. that? Why are you giving this to us? Because I would love for the war between heaven and hell to not happen. And if that involves killing a deity, that involves killing a deity. Pelagian shit, you know. Um, wh- why are we getting all of these things? Because you've got pretty far so far. But we're just... We're just trying to find... I mean, we were trying to find... Daniel to start with and now we're trying to find Kat 
and you know make sure that everything's okay and then normal and then men. we have we're just innocent, innocent men, men. <laughs> <laughs> we <laughs> sorry we Please carry we, on i couldn't resist no that's my favorite thing no we're, we're just we're so we have to we have to find we were trying to find Daniel and and then we were trying to find Cat and now we well we're still trying to find Cat, um, but we we have to go to heaven we have to get Liam who, who thinks he's in trouble and he needs a he needs a lawyer uh, because we accidentally gave him to Gwendolyn Christie um, and now he's stuck in heaven. I have a lot of questions about that. Dreams, but I don't think I have and I, time and I to ask about Gwendolyn Christie. Okay. Um, Wait, could the knife kill God? It could render God mortal. And then we could kill God. Then you could kill God. And then you could kill God. Lucas, oh, cool. Lucas cries. <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> Internally. She looks at you and looks like she's going to say something and then just kind of goes, um, <clears throat> yes, you could kill God. You could kill, you could render God the devil, any of the horsemen, anyone else of heaven or hell or in between mortal. I guess, arguably, it could also render someone from earth mortal but they're already mortal so <laughs> i don't know how that would work and yeah i'm giving this to you because you've got as good a chance as any of us of doing it this isn't like the only thing i have i have other stuff yeah okay. i'm giving oh, you this yeah speaking of um vt mentioned that you might be able to like help us get into heaven with something like an artifact is is this what that is uh, and we need a rip no let me look into it for you Come back. Thanks. Come back once cool. you've met the Admiral, and I'll do my best. Okay. Yeah, we need cool. that, and like Lucas said, we need a writ for Guy. So I don't know if you can do both of those things, or point us in the direction of where we could get one of them. And we need a lawyer for Liam, still. Oh, the lawyer you want to talk to the broker. The writ, I'll ask around. I can probably get you the artifact. Sounds like something to check in post-masquerade ball. Yes. Are you sure. going to be at the ball? At the Admiral's event? Yeah. Obviously. Have you got something which would sort my face out? Because if there's going to be like a big party, I want to look nice. <laughs> no, sorry. Uh, it's yeah. more... I tr- maybe going boots. to be wearing masks. Uh, guy, yeah, you, but... you already look nice. You look beautiful all the time. Oh, well, thank you, Lucas. But I do have quite a big burn on my face. <laughs> I feel a bit I was going to say, I think he means it. the really fucked up bit about his face. Yeah, but hold yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, do you know what? what I mean. Do you know what, um, guy? All of the, all that that shows is that you're brave, and that you survived something. That's all that that shows, and I think that's pretty beautiful. Well, thank you. Also, I have some pseudocrem. You can use it. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, actually. <laughs> Naomi. Yeah. What part of fighting a giant queen Victoria was an intelligence test? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was just symbolic. <laughs> it feel good okay, though. Cool. Kind of cathartic. I mean, didn't hate it. I mean, yeah, personally speaking, uh, being smashed about by a big painting is not what I would consider cathartic. Yeah, I am in pain. I mean, different strokes, you know. <laughs> Everyone's got their thing. Um, I'm going to go back to my room now. Okay. Um, but we can, we'll we'll see you after. Well, we'll see you at the party, I guess. I will see you at the event. Um, great to meet you. Very efficient. Really appreciated that. I hope your hangover feels better. Hope your um, all the blood that's happening to you feels better. Goodbye. Fine. And she bye. just walks back into the security room. <laughs> uh, bye. 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 Naomi, bye. Great. She seems cool. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I like her. I think she was nice. 
very efficient. Please, can we get some hash browns? Please. <laughs> These pombears just aren't cutting it anymore. Um, so you head out of the British Museum and you walk down the steps and as you're leaving you see a very familiar figure uh, leaning against the railings. Um, they're very tall, blonde. They're in a sort of constant slouch. Um, and a Ash... Sort of fucky slouch. A very mm-hmm. fucky slouch. And Ash looks over um, at Guy and goes, Hey, babe. Oh, fuck off. I, um, I would... Nothing would give me greater pleasure. Oh, great. On you go. But I do need to talk to you. Fine. In private. Hello, Greg. In private, guy. Can I roll insight on whatever is happening? Uh, Yeah. I'm going to suck at this. And I'm correct. (laughs) I got nothing. No. Um, Yeah, they're... You can see as as the four of you walk up, they kind of side-eye Greg and mm-hmm. sort of pull themselves up into less of a slouch so that they're taller and they're very, very tall. Mm-hmm. Like, they're they're human-looking, but I, Ash is, like, pushing six, six, seven, six, eight. Like, they're very, very tall. Um, scarecrow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just they sort time. of, like, as as they see you kind of, like, pull themselves up in a slightly less loose way than they normally hold themselves and they go in private guy if you don't mind fine all right um guy we're we're right here you call us if you need us oh don't worry i'll, I'll set them on fire if i need anything okay i'll promise <laughs> guy just like gives him the bitchiest look and stalks off ash follows follows guy and like looks over their shoulder and kind of winks at lucas as they go in like the shittiest fucking way you can put the wink sound effect in stares back very hard as they leave artem just sort of turns to greg and just goes oh ash showing up's kind of reminded me where is danny um do i know where danny is um danny is we're halfway down the country by this point, but seems to have stopped moving. Hasn't been moving for about a day. Yeah, he's he's sticking around somewhere in the Midlands. Yeah, probably know. in the Midlands. The Midlands. He's in the Midlands. I don't know. Okay, so he's not like about to show up as well. That's fine. Just checking. Yeah, he's not like five minutes away. He's he's in he's in the Midlands. He's is, it, is he in York? No, he's in the Midlands. York is not in the Midlands. It is in this world. I know, but I wanted to make sure that BT was okay. Anyway. In this world that I designed, York is in the Midlands, um, <laughs> but he's not in York. Um, so, Guy, um, Ash sort of follows you until you're like a decent distance away. You're still visible. You're, they haven't mm-hmm. like taken you down like a dark alley or something. And they do <laughs> the yet. shitty thing where they sort of or walk you. They walk you so that you're standing against a wall and then like lean an arm up against. So they're <sighs> sort of leaning over you. Fucking goddamn. <laughs> and are just like, how's it going, baby? Is this all you wanted to say? No, I just, you know, it's always nice to see you. No, I need to um, briefly be serious with you. I'm going to tell you something. I need you to be... I need you to... They can see us. They're looking at us, aren't they? Look at them. Tell me if they're looking at us. We're definitely looking. Wonderful. Yeah, cool. Of course I am. 
<laughs> right, I need you to train your pretty little face so that it does not react to what I'm about to tell you. Okay. Straight face. I mean, what about it straight, <laughs> but keep it. Well, first of all, why? But also, Thanks. come on. Just don't, mm. don't react. I need you to tell me you're not going to react. Well, fine, I'll try. Try hard. And they kind of look down at you and their face is quite serious. Mm-hmm. They've lost the like the little smirk they always have. And they lean down and they get quite close to you and they go, I don't know who the fuck that is, but that is not Greg. Mm-hmm. Fuck it out. Lads on Tour was Faye Evans as Lucas Rossi, JJA Harwood as Guy Chapman, Sam Ferguson as Artem Volkov, Rory McDuff as Susie Ray, and Susie Ray as Rory McDuff. Um, thanks as always for listening to the podcast. I'm really glad that you're still listening. It's delightful. Um, if you want to, please feel free as always to give us a five star rating on whatever podcast app you're doing and leave us a nice little review too because we need that to live. Uh, you can follow us on our socials, so that's Pods on Tour on Twitter and Tumblr, Labs on Tour Pod on Instagram, and I also believe we now have a fan-led subreddit, so if you are redditly inclined, I think it's Lads on Tour Pod, so go there, chat to people, discuss your theories, talk about how much you love me specifically. Um, other than that, oh, it's our first recording of 2023, so happy new year, lads! Happy new year! Congrats on surviving 2022. Hope you all have a bang in 2023 and avoid having any major psychotic breakdowns. Not that anyone did that in 2022. I'm fine. Um, But yeah, happy new year. I love you very much. I'm proud of you. Bye. This podcast does not condone... um, Greg. Fun. Anything. (laughs)